This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello there. Before we get into part two of my chat with the wonderful, inspiring, and incredibly positive Joey J, I want to remind you to hit follow, subscribe, like, whatever it is on whatever app you happen to be listening to this on, and then write a review, a five-star review, because a five-star review is the most sophisticated review, and you, by listening to this, are a sophisticated listener. Make believe is not pretend. I think one of the overriding themes of all the things we've talked about is your savviness with whatever situation you find yourself in. And I think it's particularly inspiring that, you know, whether it's an injury or approaching a new career, you really have a, a get up and go kind of attitude that you uh, fully immerse yourself in it, but you don't just throw yourself in willy nilly. No. You're a studier. Uh, when, yeah. When we go back Thank to what. You, Craig. Oh, no, you're welcome, Joey. I, I mean that and I admire that. And uh, also, I feel a kinship with you on that. Like, if I'm interested in something, I want to know everything about it. I want to do it to the nth degree. Sometimes I notice for myself, I might have some kind of anxiety about not getting to the level of, say, quality or the, the bar that I might have set for myself. Sometimes it's too high. Have you uh, dealt with feelings like that? Oh, yeah. Who hasn't? A drag race. Like, well, oh, my God, yeah. I got I showed up and I was so nervous on getting on the show uh, that they kind of put the fear of God in you and you when you get the call that if anyone finds out you're off <laughs> and they can just pull they can pull it at any time. And I was so paranoid because I had already, like I said, put all these eggs in this basket. I have I have no choice but to fulfill this. Yeah. And, um, 
I didn't reach out to that many people and um, I made a lot of things myself. And even so, they still talked about like me not being a sewer on the show. And no, I'm not a seamstress. I know how to operate a sewing machine. It's not my fault that your machine was broken with glue. <laughs> like, but I have two hours. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to glue this shit because we, we don't have enough machines. Yeah. But I'm not here crying about it years later. No. Um, By the way, I love the IV bag. Look, I really did. <laughs> I was so confused, man. <laughs> I, I did. I did it. It was so. It was so funny, and because I, I was so stuck on um, the assignment. Yeah, and it was like you need to have like a type of bag for a bag ball. I'm like IV bag, and he's like, "Well, why didn't you call it the poison IV bag?" I'm like, "Because that doesn't exist." Like. <laughs> Yeah. Would that even have been approved? It's not even a thing. And I'm like, I should have just look. When you look back, you're like, you should have just gone with it. Or it's not continental. Hmm. We're here to make TV, so yes. it actually was lovely. Yeah, no, it worked out for great TV. But also, it's a great example of you know taking stuff so seriously. Sometimes you get the tunnel vision. You're like, no, 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 that's yeah. not what it is. And I think that happens to us in day to day life all the time. You know, we can get to. Uh, yeah. wrapped up about oh who knows a date or you know a business meeting whatever it is yeah but that's kind of like oh my god my drag is it, it's it, anytime i do a show and it's a there's a huge cast of really big names and i'm in this i'm in this i'm like oh my god i have to do a good job i have to make sure i, I i'm gonna like be the quality of the rest of the and then you have to go hey shut up you you made it you have you have the awards, you have the the critics TV choice award, you have the the MTV unscripted award. You those aren't just handed out. Like you yeah. have the accolades and it's not about who looks the best or who's the best dancer. It's like who who is the most electrifying and fun to work with. Like how many times have we gone to drag show and we've seen someone who maybe we don't like what they're wearing, but they were our favorite performer because we were so captivated or they made us laugh. Like those are the ones they keep bringing back. So like, it doesn't matter. Like just have a good time, like, and, and just try to enjoy yourself. And not judge yourself on the uh, metrics of other people's combinations. No, I mean, I think a little bit is healthy. Like you're not going to get better by asking your friends how you did, but Go to the right people, like pay attention to the right comments. Yeah, and it's a fine line that you uh, have to walk when you have to be the last person to have a say in it. And, and you have to critique your You're own. You're the CEO. Yeah, like, exactly. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. you can have like RuPaul and Michelle and Raw. They all told me I needed to put wigs on. Well, you know what? I'm still working. Yes. And part of that, your signature is... Yeah the way you deal with that. Right, and I'll your... dabble, I'll have fun with it, you know, and mm-hmm. now here's here's the thing. So I remember, I figured this out pretty quick, and this is before the show, I was known in Phoenix for not wearing wigs, and um, I, one, I would get a lot of hate from other queens about it, <laughs> but then we're in Phoenix, and so then summer comes around, and now <laughs> I don't hear anything. <laughs> okay, and then two, when rent is due, you got that big bill, and I'm like, oh my God, I need to make money. I'm going to put a wig on. I'm going to do the bare minimum of drag. Yeah. And then they would go up. Oh my God, Joey's got a wig. And then if you want to take it even further, don't glue it. 
<laughs> and let it, and it would all be on purpose. And I would put this wig on, and they'd be like, "Oh my god!" And I would do it like for the second number out of three numbers in the show, and they're already a little drunk. And then we would do this crazy mix, and it'll be a Beyonce part or something. And then I just let it fly. And act like it was a whole accent, but then I kept going. Yeah, and that's what matters. That's what matters. You're a trooper, I and they make so much mm-hmm. money. That's a good move. It's like you know the Pet Shop Boys. The guy always wears a baseball cap and sunglasses. The keyboard guy, and he later revealed that that's the best costume ever because when he walks around in London, he just takes off those sunglasses and the hat, and no one has any idea who he is. There you go. It's very clever. But I was like, oh, they'll think it's a mistake and then I'll own it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is all plan me mean. <laughs> I needed to pay that bill. So tell me more about the Phoenix strike scene. So it's Cobalt is your home bar, right? Yeah. So I work at Cobalt and it's right on Central. It's a cute karaoke bar. And then suddenly over the years, it, it um it's now the, the one of the biggest drag bars. And there was karaoke every night. Jeff, the owner, he, he's in the men's choir. And so he's passionate about singing. Mm-hmm. And he um, has this venue that would always do karaoke events. And now it's like the premier drag spot in Phoenix. Um, but we have other venues. We've got BS West and Scottsdale. And we've got Charlie's and um, Anvil and C7. We have a, we have a, a lot of gay bars, actually, mm-hmm. I think. 20 to 30 LGBT bars, whether they're a hole in the wall or they're a little bit bigger. It's nice to have that range though, too, because some areas just have like the one top 40 and it's all the same kind of or vibe. one lesbian bar. We have two. Like I That's think amazing. That's, that's I think right. more than most of- uh, I think we have like five or six at least, like what you would call a daddy bar. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Phoenix is great. They love drag. It's- um. If you want to be a pretty pageant queen, Miss America, Miss Gay America, it has a lot of prelims there. It's probably the most prestigious system. And then we have a little bit of US of A, EOI comes through. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a lot of femme queens. We have a lot of drag kings. Mm. Like I remember I went to a show and it was all drag kings and they had 20 different performers. Wow. All drag kings. And, and, And back home, I maybe we had one. And they came from Madison when mm-hmm. I lived in Milwaukee. Like, it was not the same. And like, back home, it was very like, you have to be in this gown with this big hair, with all this powder on your face, and that's the only way. And I'm like, listen, I feel like all these people who are telling me how to do drag, when is the last time you won a national pageant? Because yeah. those are the ones I want to listen to. And then a lot of them wouldn't make finals, you know? Sure. I want to listen to the ones who are, like, making moves. And um, so, but Phoenix has a lot of queens like that, like, who are... They're really successful, and it's a really supportive group. We have a, we have a lot of alternative drag, mm-hmm. so um, we have a show, Queer Agenda, on Tuesdays, also at Cobalt, and we've got Astrid Aurelia and Coco Kane hmm. and Dolly. They're all part of the show, and um, Ben Addiction also hosts, and um, that's a really fun show to do and they bring out their their crowd and um our show is called Force and Review and it's very like top 40 Kim Petras, Dua Lipa, Ariana mm-hmm. Grande, Pussycat Doll, Britney. If you're if that says it all. Like it's, yeah, it's just, I think it does. I think that covers the Yeah. That yeah. covers the wheel. Um <laughs> and then if you want to see like your 
pageant dresses and your glamour. Go to BS West. You'll have like Desiree Jamorne and Evangelica Stratton and Maya McKenzie. And those are those are big names in our drag community or even on the national level. Some mm-hmm. national titles right there. And um, we one of my favorite things is we do drive by numbers. Um, which that name is crazy, but I remember the first time I heard it, like, do you want to do a drive-by? What do you mean we're going to rob a bank? Like, we're going to shoot that window? What? Oh, no, a drive-by, Joey, is when you're doing a show one night, and it's booked the same night as your show, and when they're done, they'll come, and they'll do a number for tips. Yeah. And so some queens, that's how they get in. That's how, if they're not on cast, that's how they get into the shows. Yeah. They, they do a drive by at this one and at this one, at this one. And that's how you get people to know who you are mm-hmm. and network and make uh, money. And uh, we do a, a lot of that. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for just putting yourself out there in whatever way you can, you know, just again, helping out at things or just popping up and showing the initiative. Because then when someone thinks, oh, I have a slot at this night, someone's ill or whatever, they're going to think of the person that showed up, uh, you know, with good faith. Right. And Oh, 100%. Now, I think it's a double-edged sword. It's like, okay, yeah, you. so you want to do another drive-by number. You've asked the last four weeks to do it, and you're doing the same number. So, no, I need you to step your pussy up and <laughs> give me a new look or a new number, and then I got you. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it, it's very complicated. And, and again, there's a fine line. I don't think it's complicated. It's, <laughs> it's like, if you want to be in the same show, you need to bring new numbers. I see what you mean. In that way, it's not complicated. Yeah. What I mean more is uh, from the person who's trying to divine, how do I get into this? How do I do this? Uh, they have to think about all the aspects of it. Yeah, and, and there, well, there's more one. than one show. Stop asking my, my show. If you want to keep doing a drive-by, you know, what about this one and this night or this one and this night? And if you have utilized all of those, um, maybe you can, I don't know, bring up to a restaurant that you want to do a drag brunch. Have you done yeah. that? Or have you gone to Tucson? That's a couple hours away and done one over there. Sure. Or even, you know, find some kind of dive bar that maybe doesn't have a yeah. drag show and put together your own or whatever right. level and it's at. do it at 7 p.m. and guarantee you I'll be there. Right. Exactly. You know? Everyone gets excited when someone has a new thing that's at this little place. And it's within hours of being able to go to bed in time. <laughs> right. Like Jamie Lee Curtis was talking about. Yeah. And she was like, matinees, please. If I could do matinee drag shows for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm good. How many drag shows uh, do you do when you're traveling? Do you try to fit in as many as possible or do you try to maintain a, a certain level, a certain number for comfortability? I feel like if we're doing it, let's do it. Yeah. So I'll bring, I'm not going to just do the same numbers at every single venue because there's going to be some people that are going to want to see you at a few of them or they'll mm-hmm. kind of follow you around a little bit. Like when I come to Southern California, I'll, I'll work with Morgan and we'll do, Lo- we'll do Long Beach and then we'll go to Ontario and then um. We'll do Cathedral City and Palm Springs and then Mickey's on Monday. And um, so I'm not going to do the same numbers, but I came here to work. So I think some of my friends are like, oh, Joey's going to L.A. again. It's like a vacation. I have a good time doing it. Yeah. But I'm not getting the most sleep. I'm not eating the best. (laughs) I can't go to the gym every single day. My face is mad at me by the time I'm done. But I'm here to work. I want to go network and be seen and perform my art and do my drag. And if I have an opportunity to like, yeah, we can throw in this event or yeah, now, I won't you, do it for free. But what's that? Yeah, I said I won't do it for free. No, but of like, course not. If we yeah. can maximize this, I'm 100% about it. I'll sleep when I get home. Yeah. 
I, I feel the same way about trips anywhere. I'm like, oh, who's around? Uh, who could I talk to? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think with the first uh, time I went to New York after starting the show, I booked like five shows. And then I was actually woken up by one of the guests because I just was running myself yeah. ragged. But that We've led to there. a fun intro. You know what I mean? Um, are you doing any shows while you're in town? This uh, You said yesterday that you're going to Monmouth. Yeah, I'm going to Mammoth this weekend. I won't be bringing drag with me, mm-hmm. um, which is rare but i i worked mammoth last year and this time i'm gonna do more social media stuff for them um but no i didn't bring drag this trip mm-hmm. and it was really nice and it's i got here a couple hours ago yeah you came already right from i'm the airport, like uh, yeah. oh this is this is gonna be great yeah and how long is your trip this time i am coming back tuesday Okay, yeah, that's a good uh, chunk of time. Yeah. Uh, and now we were talking about the different bars and the daddy bars and all that stuff. What kind of uh, dating are you doing? So moment? I'm in a relationship. Mm. Um, I've been in a relationship for uh, under th- about three years. And I'm sorry, I knew that and forgot it. Oh, that's okay. Um, so yeah, I'm in a relationship and I met him before Drag Race. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of seen the whole mm. journey which was nice. I remember there's this one moment that I think is so funny and um, drag race happens and he lived in Detroit and I lived in Phoenix and COVID happened. Mm. So we couldn't really visit each other. So we were forced to do long distance for a long time, which was great. We got to know each other and it wasn't just like a one and done. And then you never talk to them again, which is really common. You're doing and a lot of talking because we're doing a lot of talking. My partner and I spent nearly two years not meeting in person. We met because she was going to be a guest on the show, yeah. and uh, now we have a child. So right, yeah, very that. I don't have a child though, but um, <laughs> but um, the, the same intimacy though, I'm sure, is there because yeah. there's nothing else. To, well, there's other things to do on the phone, of course. But, uh, you know, you have to talk. You have to get to know each other. Yeah. So that was really, really good. And there was a moment where I'm in Chicago and um, Denali texted me and was like, hey, I don't know if you have anything going on, but our city's at like 50% capacity and they're doing some things that are open. Um, Utica's here shooting something. or I don't remember why she was there, but Utica's there uh, before she moved there. And Olivia was staying with Denali because they were shooting some of their content from the show. Mm-hmm. And Kamora lives there. Okay. And she's like, if you don't have anything going on, like, get on a flight and come hang out. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I did. So I'm talking to Nick on the phone. And he's like, oh, so what are you, what are you girls doing later? Like, what's the plan? And um, I'm like, oh, we're going to go to detoxes. Mm-hmm. And um, that's going to be fun. And I'm going to see some other queens. And he's like, who's detox? And I was like, you're the one. <laughs> <laughs> you are it. <laughs> So that's been that's been really fun. Like as the drag race world has been becoming my entire life now and mm-hmm. my livelihood and career and everything. Um, he'll like be in the back of the dressing room and he'll be with the best of the best. And he has no idea. Um, but they all love him. Like they all love yeah. him. They love Nick. He's really, really supportive. And he'll be like, babe, you look good. Like, thanks. Thanks, babe. You don't have to stay if you don't want to. Like, (laughs) go home. I know you, but it's good. What does Nick like to do? Nick, if he could live in Montana, thousands of miles away from his closest neighbor, he'd be happy. (laughs) 
(laughs) He is very outdoorsy. He went to school for sustainability and wildlife. And so he could be like the perfect park ranger. Hmm. And here I am catfishing and (laughs) cross-dressing. Can we say that? I don't know. But um, for a living. And so it's like very opposite. Yeah. I think you can say that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Cross-dressing is still a fine right yeah 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 and catfishing i mean who doesn't like a little fun catfishing people right yeah right you gotta entertain yourself another voldemort moment (laughs) (laughs) uh possibly no um (laughs) so when the two of you uh go out what's like a the the perfect lovely so uh, he loves craft cocktails so we'll go we'll go do that we like going to the movies um we like to go hiking um sometimes we've gone and phoenix it's cool because the hiking phoenix is great because it's in the middle of a valley and so you can kind of get choose your own adventure if you want to be in the craziest club in the world Mm -hmm. it's 20 minutes away and if you want to be on top of a mountain it's 20 minutes away so you can you can do pretty much anything in between and we'll go hiking at night. You can see the mountains from our patio and you can see these little like twinkly, twinkly lights. And we've, we're like, wait, what is, oh, those are people's flashlights. You can like <laughs> see people hiking, yeah. but you just see this little twinkle light. So we've done that at nighttime or like you can bring a black light and see scorpions because mm. they glow green under a black light. Oh yeah, wow. like neon. It's crazy. Wow. So you can bring it and while you're walking, you'll see like a green thing. It's not like there's not, not everywhere, but you'll see a <laughs> Yeah, it's not like you them. turn it on and it's like the whole floor. Oh is, my God. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's really cute. Now I've learned two things. The baking thing and now the black light yeah. scorpion trick <laughs> is maybe and if combining those would be wild but uh, that's a totally that's what the kids should do if they want to start their new little drag show at a dive bar baking yes. and scorpions i don't know if i'd go but well no but you'd hear about it i would hear I, about I, it you know there'd be a buzz You're um, right. <laughs> what was your dating life like before meeting nick um it, there wasn't really one i feel like i feel like if you're going to be dating somebody you have to kind of be with the person where um, if they're not able to, if they're going through it, if they're going through a really rough patch, are you going to be able to help them? And I felt like I had so many parts that were unfig- that were not figured out mm-hmm. that I'm like, I don't really think I have the bandwidth to uh, help someone who's going through it if I can't even do it myself. So I waited until I was like, okay, I think I'm going on a good path. I think... I know what I want to do. I think I could take on another person's baggage. Mm-hmm. Fly Southwest, so it's free, at least when you come <laughs> over. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just kind of waited for that. Like, I, w- I didn't, I was not happy. So, I'm like, let me wait till I'm, like, really happy and kind of, like, proud of myself before I take on something else. Would this be around the time that you were at the software company and then doing drag? Yeah. Was it once a week that you were doing it or more? Drag? During that time, yeah. Yeah, once a week. I did my shows on Fridays because I would have to go to work at 8 in the morning. Sure. So, I didn't want to be up on a Tuesday night at a bar drinking and then booked Wednesday. And I would do it. I I had done it because I want to make sure I get the rounds and I work Mm. the different shows in Phoenix, but I couldn't do it and work my job. I value sleep too much. Mm. Yeah. Well, also, you know, you have to be on top form for both things. So 
Uh, what would you, what would your week be like when you were working at the software company? Pretty boring. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a more fun answer, but it was like, I'd work eight to five and then I'd come home and I'd make dinner and that was it. Like, it, and then I had my foursome show on, on Fridays. So it was, it was pretty meh, which I think maybe that's why I was like, let me, let me put something into this drag world and just see what's up. Let me make an audition tape and see how that goes. The first one wasn't, I did three different tapes and um, the second one was in Phoenix and mm-hmm. it wasn't, it, an audition tape takes a lot out of you. It, there's a lot that you have to do and that one didn't get anything, but the third one went all the way through. Well, and also when you first start looking at yourself on tape, it's a whole different thing than, you know, just doing your act. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but if you want to go on TV, you need to be over that. Well, you need to be over it, but it it makes you, I guess maybe you'd already been through all that because we were talking about the judging of the uh, dancing, et cetera, or the, rather the ice skating. Yeah. I think I had a good eye on like what I liked and what I didn't like. And um, I think people just have to know like, okay, if you don't like it, make it better. Like if you, if you don't like your makeup because of blah, 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 change it. If you don't like your costume, don't wear it again or, mm-hmm. or change it up. So it's different in a way that you like it. And if you don't like it, how are you about to, if you don't even like yourself, how are you going to send this tape off to someone else to then be judged? Like if you don't like it, they're not going to like it. Right. So, because that's the energy you put, you put out. Yeah, so I I remember I was really proud of my tape and I just put my best foot forward and I put everything, I showed all my strengths. Like my tape was not based off of my looks and my like my drag costumes, but I knew I wanted to narrate the show. So that's what I did in my tape. I was funny and witty and clever and I was out of drag for all of my narrative, even though it says like you should be in drag, male and female presenting so we can see both sides. But I'm not going to be in drag in my confessionals. So I didn't do that. I'm like, I'm going to do this. And if, and people are like, but those, that's not against the rules. No, but if it's good, it's good. So <laughs> that's the ultimate rule. You know? Yeah. If and you also, can sell it, yeah. then br- break the rule a little bit. If your tape is 21 minutes and they told you it was going to be 20 minute max, I'm sure it's fine. Right. If it's good, it's good. They'll move over there and be like, well, you didn't on clause B, you didn't. <laughs> no, no. They look at something and they're like, oh, I like them. Like it, it uh, strikes a chord with them or they remember you. Yeah. It's like a, it, in castings, basically, they kind of know within 10 to 30 seconds based on the impression they have in their mind, not casting for the drag race necessarily, but for like auditions and everything. They kind of yeah. have a or, general- Yeah, a job interview. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. the interview's gonna be five minutes, but if you're in there for 20, they liked something, they're, they're still asking you questions. So if it's good, it's good. Yeah. And now when you weren't uh, dating regularly, were you still uh, in, having fun with folks? Who, yeah, yeah. Well, good. I wanted to make sure it wasn't a totally Puritan lifestyle. No, now of course. <laughs> yes, love is love. Yes, exactly. Now, do you have a type or a few types? I don't think so. I mean, maybe. I think the most important thing is like, I think I'm a really motivated person mm. and I need you to be motivated as well. Sure. And that I kind of, I really like, I'm not saying I want to be a power couple, but I think feel like i mean no one really knows what happens inside beyonce and jay-z's house or their conversations but i like the idea of being able to be like okay you go dominate what you're gonna do i'm gonna do the same it'll be completely different with them not so much but um and we'll check in do you need anything you good like do you can i help you with that no 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 no, i got it okay well let me know hey babe yes and just like 
I like working towards something. So that's my probably my number one. It's you have to like be really driven and it's okay to like mess up or swing and miss, but mm. at least swing. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's uh you need someone who is of the same sort of uh, mindset on the same wavelength. Yeah. Someone who's going after something. Yeah. You, you know, pairing up with like some sort of uh, shiftless stoner wouldn't really no. do the trick. You no. know, because you'd just be bored. What's in it for me? Yeah, exactly. You want someone who inspires you. And- I feel like if you're going to go in a relationship, you have two incomes. You can do a lot with two incomes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't want to date you to not go anywhere. Yeah. Like, I right. want to date you so we can combine our strengths or our money and go on a trip or buy something or a house. Or, but if I'm going to be doing everything, I have no interest in that. Or if I always have to pay, or if like you, if you're just going to smoke pot all day, like, okay, well. Yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, making money and enjoying some substances, that's fine. <laughs> mm hmm. Start your pot company. Now we're talking. Like, yeah, exactly. Do something now, with that. Uh, in terms of trips, what are some of your most memorable trips that you've taken? I, I liked seeing you uh, having fun in London on the uh, Instagram, and then you were in Vegas as well. Yeah, Vegas is really easy to get you from Phoenix. Uh, so I really like going to Vegas. London was amazing. It was my first time in London. I'd been to the UK, oh, yeah. but I'd never been to London, and I can't wait to go back. It's fabulous, isn't it? It's really its oh my own gosh, special yeah. thing. Yeah, I want to go and make it more of like a a vacation next time we pretty much only did drag con we had a little bit i think we left on tuesday morning and um so we got to do a little bit monday but that's it so um, i want to go back um i've been a pv once and i really want to go back there I've always wanted to go to Vancouver Mm. and Montreal there's Mm -hmm. a gay ski week in Montreal that i'm eyeing Mm -hmm. i think that could be cute and I like this little uh, snow bunny moment. Like there's another one in Tolaride, which looks really stunning. Um, I've always wanted to go to Australia. Mm. I haven't been to Australia yet, but I will. It's beautiful. That's what I hear. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, the re, oh my God. And also if you go during Mardi Gras. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I want to do that. Mm. And I'm sure you will. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Now, um, are you a big shopper? Do you like to shop? Um, yeah, sometimes. I feel like I buy for Joey J a lot more than I buy for me. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, I like a little shopping. Um, I really like fragrances. And Ooh, what's your favorite? I have been really into anything YSL lately. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's... And you know, when I do drag, I don't wear... Um, like floral or sweet fragrances or anything that would be more for like feminine presenting. Like mm-hmm. I like wearing cologne when I do drag. Mm-hmm. And I think my mentality is we know why we're here. I'm in it. Like, but we know why we're here. And I identify as, as a male. And I think like when I wear like a men's cologne, even though I'm like painted up, I just, it just makes me, it just gives me that extra step of confidence. I like how that smells. So I always like wearing that when I'm in drag. I can see also how that sort of uh, compounds the confidence of doing what you're doing in this sort of gender bender way. Yeah. You know, I, if I'm kind of presenting as like a lipstick lesbian who can kick your ass on a motorcycle, like maybe I don't want to have the most floral smelling scent. Maybe I want something a little bit more spicy or musky. Hmm. 
was it also a thing that what people called you the, uh, punk rock? Yeah, I get mm-hmm. punk rock a little bit. Mm-hmm. I I feel like I'm kind of in the same universe as like Scarlet Bobo. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Alaska's right down the street. You know, there's a, a Layla McQueen. I feel like we're all kind of in that that realm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And uh, in terms of queens that inspired you when you were first either watching Drag Race or first. Uh, enjoying drag are there a few that stick out for you are there a few queens that stick out for me yes 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 yes. um aurora sexton Mm. so she lives here yeah um aurora is kind of like my pseudo drag mom she has Mm. a daughter and um i I remember when i first started doing drag aurora i would call aurora and i would say hey i want to do a pageant and she's like don't take out a mortgage (laughs) and um so i would always ask for advice and um aurora's always been there and I just love how creative she is and just her her attention to detail and her execution is everything. Alyssa Edwards is the same. I remember the first time I saw both of them was separate years at competing at All-American Goddess in Ohio. And they both competed and they both, it was amazing. And um, I remember I talked to Alyssa and she let me pick her brain and... Um, she would check in a few years later. How's everything going? Do you need anything? Um, you're doing US of A again. Can I help you with a gown? Like, mm. do you need anything? So um, I really look up to Alyssa's work ethic and just her her dance, her dances and her technique and when she puts production together. Um, I think as far as queens, like, I know like Angina and Sasha Velour don't wear wigs, but that's not quite... I don't think they're the exact same vibe. I feel like I really identify. I mean, I absolutely love with it. I, w- I want to Sasha adopt me, like be my. <laughs> um, I feel like I really vibe with Pink and Annie Lennox. Mm. I yeah. really like that. Just and really empowering, boss bitch energy. And they're sexy. Yeah, like they very have sexy, a lot of yeah. sex appeal. When I do drag, I like to have curves. I like to be cinched. I like to have a big ass. I like to have tits. Um, and I feel like they're just they are women. They they have these hips, and um, I love their bodies, and I love what they represent. So, and they do represent a certain amount of fluidity, and however yeah. one wants to consider that, and androgyny, particularly uh, Annie Lennox. Yeah, at the time that uh, she arrived on the scene with the very severe orange crew cut. Yeah, yeah. I was, Morgan does a really good Annie Lennox. Oh, I'd have to. I, I really want to see that. that yeah, sounds fantastic. it's really good. What uh, numbers? Sweet dreams oh, well, with the orange hair, classic with their own hair. Just when she cuts it, she'll do it really short and make it orange. It's amazing. And uh, I bet she gets the bang on a table with a leather glove or something like yeah. that, which is always a, a moment. Morgan is one of Morgan is so good at doing interpretations, mm-hmm. characters, whether it's Annie Lennox or Serial Mom, or Megan the Doll. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, American Horror Story. They'll always do a theme at Mickey's once a month. And I always look forward to seeing what Morgan is going to do. She kills it. Aurora I've met uh, briefly, and we're going to do a show together. And I, I, it's hard for me to um, over 
state how warm and uh, lovely Aurora was just in the first meeting. James Mack introduced us, and it was just you could tell that the person was very present with you. It yeah. wasn't just a hi, hello, it was a big hug, how are you? And it was very nice. No, Aurora is amazing. Aurora is really, really great. Mm. We even, we danced to, um, we got to go and dance with Paula Abdul when she was here for Pride. Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. How was Paula? Paula was amazing. Mm-hmm. Paula's Paula. I love it. What, so no, talented. What are some of your favorite numbers to do? So, Oh, what are some of my favorite numbers? To, if I could choose, this song has paid my rent <laughs> for months <laughs> and months. If I could lip sync any song on Drag Race, it would be Only Girl in the World by Rihanna. I think it's just a power pop ballad. Mm. It's like, it's ever it's everything I want in a pop song. Mm-hmm. I love her voice. I love her sound. I love the music behind it. That is my favorite song to do. And what are some, some of the others that you regularly do? What are some of the others that I regularly do? Um... I love Rihanna. My friends, like, they joke with me, like, we did a Rihanna takeover at our show. And he's like, Joey, this is your moment. Like, everything, I was like, everything I've ever done and worked for, every fall I've had has led up to this moment, this mm-hmm. little Rihanna theme show. Because I love performing Rihanna. And another one is Love on the Brain. Mm-hmm. Love doing that. Um, obviously, Pink. Sure. I love doing Pink. Um, we just did um a show recently and with all of the hate towards the community right now, I I was hosting the show and I did, um, what about us with a little bit of dear Mr. President mm-hmm. into, um, fucking perfect. And I just talked about after the number, I'm like, I know this is like a really uplifting show, but I feel like a lot of us, whether we, maybe we don't know how to vote or we aren't able to vote, um, I wanted to at least talk about it and do a number that maybe made you feel something um, because maybe you'll leave the show and tell one of your friends who can vote that they should. Mm-hmm. So I try to use that as my little like segue to talk about the politics that maybe sure. people don't want to always hear. But I think if you're doing drag, though, you're a politician. So you're representing the community and you're kind of like you're a little... You're the Marines of the community. Right. Well, it's true. And how is it affecting the community day to day lately with all the legislation going on in Arizona? Um, So here's the thing. I think that we're so lucky to have Katie Hobbs, but the caveat is because she vetoes these things, there's a lot that light isn't shed on that maybe we don't know what's happening like she vetoes these bills but we we only know about it if we're looking for it sure and i feel like a lot of people in the community they might hear about it but they don't know the details they don't know that hey how you're dressed right now is illegal in tennessee and you could go to prison for 15 years and be a convicted felon or hey um this almost passed where you're going to have to get a license to just be in the bar. Right. And um, because they're, they're vetoed. So I think that we have some motion going on and I think we have some awareness, but I think we still have some homework to do to like, if we want to really stand up for our community, I think we have a little bit more education that 
we can get. But I think we're going to get there. I'm not saying yeah. they're not doing a bad job. It's just it's just harder to find because it's not affecting our community directly like it is Tennessee. Right. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I was happy to see that there was high school protests. There was a walkout in Arizona. I can't remember in which town, but uh, it's good to see ground level support, especially from people who aren't you know directly affected but are offended by it. Yeah, I think we're I think we're going to get there. And I think right now we're learning a lot, but I, like I said, I think we're going to get there, but I never, I don't think for something like this, I never really settle. I'm mm-hmm. like, we're doing great. Well, we're not because this shit's going on. If we were doing great, <laughs> it wouldn't be a thing. So, but I again, it's that positive outlook yeah. that you've uh, evinced throughout all of these different uh, challenges. And so that's the way to go forward with that. Like it's not ideal, but things can be done and you can't really give up. Uh, what about favorite queens on Drag Race when you started watching it? And I'm curious when you started watching Drag Race. Um, I started watching season two. And um, then, because season one, you couldn't find anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I didn't get to see it all of it until later on. But some of my favorite queens, I would have to say, is going to be Alyssa Edwards, Coco Montrese. Coco was actually the very first, one of the very one of the very first people I told that I wanted to start doing drag. I was, we were back up dancing for her at Milwaukee pride. And, um, I think I'd already danced for her once. And then we had her coming back and I told her and she's like, you should do it. Mm-hmm. You should give it a go. And now I call her up and I'm like, Hey girl, like, can I ask you for advice? And no, 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 no. She's like, yeah, we're, I'm working with her next week. And we're oh, great. I'm going to have her in Phoenix. And, um, so Coco has been there a lot for me. Um, who else? I love Bianca. I feel like Joan Rivers died and the world went to shit. And now I'm hoping Bianca Del Rio can put the earth back together. <laughs> I love um, listening to Baba Monet. Um, I love everything that Trixie has done mm. with her platform. Same thing with Kim Chi. I can't na- narrow down to one. I'm a fan of Drag Race and I could, I could never be like, this is my one... Stan. I always like to hear uh, sort of the a clutch, uh, a gathering of favorite ones because yeah. I think it's interesting and shines a little bit of light. I love Aquaria. I'm really yeah. inspired by Aquaria's makeup and style. I think that we are kind of in the same universe as well. Mm-hmm. Love Jada, hometown hero. Same thing with James James Mansfield. Another um, former resident of yeah uh, yeah yeah. So um, I. I don't know. I, I, all these queens who got on there, they got on there for a reason. So mm-hmm. I love it. All of them. Well, this is great. This has been a really lovely chat. Is there anything you wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about? You know, I think we hit, I think we hit everything. Um, if you can go out and vote and if mm. you can't convince someone else they should vote for what you stand for agreed and also you know, if uh, maybe your your state is not being affected by some of the legislation that's someone being, else is yeah and you have family members or friends uh that need to be made aware of it and go to aclu.org yes check out they have a tracker that can tell you where the bill is and in, in terms of its progress because some things are just you know put up there and they're never going to make right. it or they're going to be vetoed as you were saying and some of them are frighteningly close to being passed so 
Right. Check so I out. always try to keep things on my social media, whether Twitter. My Twitter is more political than my Instagram, but mm-hmm. I try to I try to reshare a lot of things that I think are important. And if you don't want to watch it, click like. But I know that a lot of people look for my profile because I post political things. So yeah, I try to always make sure if I see something, say something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you know, one last thing before we go, as you can tell, I'm a movie fan. I'm curious, uh, a few of your favorite films or ones that inspire you? Um, okay, so anytime I'm on the airplane, I watch something from the Lord of the Rings series. Mm-hmm. It's, I love all of those movies so much. I don't have the attention span to finish anything he wrote, <laughs> but I think they did a great job on the movies, so... That's how I get my Cliff's notes. But um so I love Lord of the Rings. I love anything post-apocalyptic mm. like Resident Evil. I'm watching. I just finished the series The Last of Us and mm. now I'm like, "Oh my gosh, am I going to buy a PlayStation now?" Um <laughs> I love um actually it, my favorite movie of all time is going to be um Death Becomes Her. It's a classic. With Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep and Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. That movie, Adam's Family Values 2. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's both of those. Those are probably my two favorite movies to watch after a really late night and coming yeah. home. And just like, I'm going to I'm gonna light my bowl. I've yeah. got my food. I'm going to just giggle until I fall asleep. Well, what's your comfort food in those situations? What's the thing you oh, turn to? Oh, macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you I make your it. own or is it like Annie's? I can't. Or? No, I can make my own. And I, I make my own a lot. But um, sometimes there's just one or two restaurants where you're like, oh, yeah, I want that. I know exactly what you mean. There's uh, like a couple of Postmates items where you're like, yeah, that's the mood I'm in. That's I'm going to sit down and watch. I'm going to make mac and cheese. Like it's going to take, I need all the ingredients. It's going to take me like, do I have the cream? Do I have the, I don't know. Like, <laughs> and I can't make one serving. Like you make eight servings yeah you have to make a giant pan or else it's not really macaroni and cheese right correct it's impossible yes yeah now actually this reminds me in an article i read uh with you or rather an interview you said something about i cooked my food or something so it sounds like you like to cook yeah i don't know if i'm good but (laughs) it doesn't matter (laughs) i think i'm okay um I like to cook. I want th- it saves money. It's so much nicer when you can make it yourself or say you can make it yourself. I did a tour with Kennedy Davenport and she was we're in the UK and she's like, oh my God, the spice is here. No, why she had she brought her own <laughs> and I bought the spices that she was using and I have them at home and I cook with them all the time. Yeah, it's it's something where I think that over time I'll get better and better, but I can make a few meals. It's a nice feeling too, to be able to do that. And it's kind of centering. Do you find that things like that or even cleaning the apartment or house uh, is something that you find soothing? Yeah, like I love making myself a meal. I don't want to do the dishes, but... Yeah, I never want to do that either, yeah. But when you're in a relationship, (laughs) if I cook, you got it. Fair distribution of labor. I mean, you can't argue with that, right? Yeah, so that's covered at least. No, that's good. And it sounds like you have a lovely thing going on with Nick. And, yeah. Uh, hap- uh, that, so many uh, fond wishes to you and him. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much for joining me, and especially in person too, because I know uh, you factored this into your schedule for your vacation. Yeah, thank you. Of course. Well, thank you again. And I look forward to chatting with you again sometime. I would love that. Thank you. Thank you. 
Head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends to get these episodes well in advance, ad-free and completely uncut, and plus a lot of other bonus options. So go over there now to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends, check out the options, support the show, and set yourself free.